Welcome to Social Anxiety Solutions, your journey to social confidence. My name is Sebastian van der Schier, and I'm an ex-social anxiety disorder sufferer. And thanks to the help of some brilliant therapists and a technique called EFT tapping, I've been able to overcome my social anxiety. And on this show, I'm interviewing therapists, coaches, psychologists, and psychotherapists from both the Western traditional psychology world as well as the Eastern energy world. So each week, we'll put new tools into your toolkit to enhance your social confidence. Today, Sophia Cayer and I will be discussing how to deal with severe social anxiety. So here's a little bit about Sophia. Sophia is one of the only 29 EFT founding masters in the world and has been devoted to a full-time EFT practice and has been teaching it since 2000. More about what EFT, emotional freedom techniques, is in a bit. But she was one of the five EFT experts who helped war veterans and family members dealing with PTSD, from which a documentary Operation Emotional Freedom was created. Sophia credits much of the success her clients and students enjoy to her innate intuitive ability and the experience she gained through more than 12,000 one-on-one sessions. She's known for finding core issues and working with tough challenges, and she's one of the people I have frequently consulted with when I've been stuck with a client. Sophia, thank you very much for being on the show with us. Thank you so much for having me here, Sebastian. Great. So... Um, we're going to be discussing how to deal with severe social anxiety, so with the with the more challenging cases. And before we get into that, we first want the listeners to get to know you a bit and, and hear some words of encouragement regarding what's possible. So let, let's kick it off with the first section of the show, the inspiration round. Sophia, I, I know from personal experience that overcoming social anxiety can be quite a big struggle. It doesn't have to be, but it's, it certainly can be, and it was for me. And for some people like me, it will take some serious time and effort and a real dedication to free themselves to be able to live an authentic life that they can actually enjoy. And that's why we do the inspiration round each week. We want to be able... To, to hear some words of encouragement and words of wisdom from you. So here comes the question. Can you share with us a powerful transformation that you helped the client go through who was struggling with severe social anxiety? I'd, I'd love to do that. And as we go into that, as you mentioned earlier, I, I just want to touch on the primary technique that I work with, uh, which is EFT. Um, so that it, for those people who are unfamiliar, it'll help them understand better what I'm going to share. Please, please. And that is just that it's, it's a very highly effective and efficient energy technique that incorporates tapping or uses gentle pressure on specific uh, acupuncture points while we're tuned into the issue at hand. And it absolutely will help us with overcoming limiting beliefs, generating cognitive shifts, and neutralizing and transforming negative emotions and discomforts that absolutely interfere with our quality of life. And that means that unfortunate situations we've endured and witnessed that are root causes or contributing factors that create things or cause things like social anxiety can gently be resolved by restoring balance to our body's energy system. 
uh, it'll help us to feel more calm and confident, regaining some sort of peace of mind. And that peace of mind, by the way, for some uh, has never existed. Mm. So that just gives you a, a little bit of a, a, a bite. And perhaps as we go along, we'll be able to talk about it more. But here's a great story that I love to share about a young woman who um, overcame her fear of public speaking. That may not sound relative, but she definitely was struggling with not only social anxiety, but serious health issues that she was convinced were going to lead to permanent disability. So she had, of course, during formative years, chaotic, unsupportive environment, um, peppered with trauma, tragedies, that sort of thing. But courageously, she was making efforts to realize dreams in spite of it all. Uh, but she was beginning to lose hope since she started feeling as if she was pushing boulders uphill backwards. And part of the problem was that this new career, of all things, did require public speaking. So she contacted me about the possibility of attending an upcoming workshop. And she decided that it might be smart to do a few private sessions first to kind of bolster her strength physically and emotionally so that she could even be comfortable enough to be amongst a group of strangers. So in those sessions, she shared how she would feel prepared to do presentations, trying to get things moving. But when she would start practicing, whether on her own or in front of trusted friends, she would stammer, stutter, freeze up, completely lose track of what she was saying. So as we worked together, she was amazed by the progress that she enjoyed in sessions, getting rid of the old stuff that was creating all of this for her. And she was quite faithful to, to doing the work on her own between sessions. And she eventually decided, okay, she could handle coming to the workshop. So when she got there, she uh, kind of kept to herself, and she would participate in group work, what we, what we refer to as like borrowing benefits. But she just wasn't comfortable really sharing her progress or with the group, people around her. So as the training continued, I noticed her, her body language was absolutely speaking volumes, and I could see her interacting a little bit with fellow participants. So during a break, um, I went to check in and see how her comfort level was and was really happy to find out that she was more relaxed and at ease than either one of us thought might have been possible for her at that point. And she got brave enough that she decided she would even do some work with me as a demo in front of the group at least once, maybe twice. So when she came up front, she was, of course, started experiencing, I say of course, but <laughs> anyway, she was experiencing some anxiety. So the, the group worked with her and let her know that we were supporting her and just, you know, really there to be the built-in cheering squad. So after a few minutes, she relaxed enough that we could start addressing the issues more specifically. And so the the test, the, the, the true test, even though she made progress when we did the, the demos, was uh, which she agreed to come up in front of the group and take the microphone and share with them uh, like a, a mini presentation hmm. uh, that she would be having to do. And it was absolutely astonishing. Everybody was just 
cracking up, smiling and laughing because she was from afraid to even speak to anybody standing up in front of the group with this microphone, just uh, totally in command of the room, (laughs) (laughs) completely relaxed and having a ball. Thought I was never going to get the microphone back from (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So, yeah, it's as as frightening and discouraging uh, as it can be intimidating even to, to try to work through social anxiety, especially severe social anxiety. Just know that it absolutely can happen. Hmm. Did you um, did you follow up with her, perhaps? Did you hear from her later? Uh, did you check in with uh, how she was at a later date? Absolutely. Hmm. And the thing that was so great about it is that she was moving forward, uh, still having her, her moments, uh, as we all do. Mm-hmm. But not only was she moving forward with what she was hoping to create with her career, but the physical issues were diminishing. She wasn't, um, that was one of the issues that we had worked on as well, Is and that was, of course, interfering with everything else. Her fear about being completely disabled, mm-hmm. uh, but the health issues were improving as well. Wow, amazing. Yeah, very cool. And um, I guess for people listening to this and they're hearing this for the first time, um, they might be wondering, well, is this possible for me too? Like, is this... Is this one in a one in a hundred? Because you know I've been trying just about everything. I've I've been facing my fears. I've been changing my thoughts, and maybe I even uh, have already done some of this tapping that you're talking about. But I certainly don't have any uh, monumental changes to uh, to report. What what would you say to someone like that? Well, I think that the one of the key things that you said in the very beginning is I've changed my thoughts. Um, if, if you're working with someone who can help you get beyond, beyond as in behind what's going on with those thoughts, um, when we, we can change our thoughts, but if there is underneath that, if there is um, resistance um, that we're not even aware of on that subconscious level, if we're not believing what we're saying, um, those are the things that we need to get to. And when we get to those underpinnings, it starts to generate the, the, the shifts. Mm-hmm. And to those people who have tried tapping, and I know have people come to me who have tried a zillion things, and they're like, a, you know, typically I'm the last-ditch effort. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> it's like, somebody told me you helped. But it's, it's just knowing that uh, with the tapping in particular, that it is simply that we haven't gotten to enough of the underpinnings, that there's something there. There's more work to be done. Um, It does require some patience and persistence. It's a little bit different for everyone because one of the things I have said for decades is that each situation is unique unto itself, uh, just as we are individuals. And we have to keep in mind that what's an anthill for one person is like Mount Vesuvius for another. Hmm. And there's a need to be gentle with ourselves. I think the other thing is honoring your, your feelings, knowing it's okay 
if you are frustrated beyond belief about it. And that's another piece to work on, to tap on, to approach. And that sense of this is never going to change. But there's, it's just knowing that getting to those core issues, handling it in the right way, um, does make a huge difference. So is it a one in a hundred thing? Uh, no, it, it's really not. It's just that it is, uh, the process is going to be a little bit different for everyone. But I absolutely believe that there is hope for, for everyone. I've seen too many people turn things around that they felt were impossible. Right. Right. That's, that's, that's great to hear. I think very encouraging for people to hear that have been trying things for a long time. So, so thank you for this. And um, let's, let's uh, get a bit deeper into the topic of the day, severe social anxiety. So let, let's, let's go there now. So we're talking about uh, dealing with severe social anxiety today because for some people it's going to take, you know, a longer time than others. You know, some people are lucky and within uh, just a just a few sessions, uh, just a few coaching sessions, they're able to, you know, overcome their social anxiety or the bulk of it. But for others, it's going to require you know quite some persistence, which which definitely was the case for me. I made big strides several times, but it's taken me years to really overcome all of it. And still, you know, once every couple of months, I still notice, oh, <laughs> what happened here? You know, I'm 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 anxious in this moment. Let's let's address this. And you know, either in the moment or at home, I look at it and I move past it. And it's really like uh, this is kind of a typical term they use in the in the tapping community, the, the peeling the layers of the onion. And uh, I had a huge onion to peel, so to speak. And um, I think that that is um, for you know tons of people the case as well. Like I said, not for everyone. Most people can overcome the bulk of their social anxiety quite quickly but for those that can't that's why we're having that conversation uh, uh, today so Sophia when someone suffers from severe social anxiety and cannot overcome it even when they try some some tapping what are common causes of that can I can I just back up Sebastian for one second to sure. what what you mentioned because I think it it's important for anybody who's listening. Absolutely. And when you, when you mentioned that, oops, what is this and why is this happening again? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I have seen with people trying to help people through this is that there it's like an autopilot internally that I sometimes refer to as the that protector part of us. Um, and between our body and our minds remembering, it can be there can be some very subtle trigger uh, that we it, it's subtle enough that we don't even recognize that it's being triggered. But those those situations shouldn't be looked at as setbacks. Um, it's just kind of the, there's a need there to like rewrite that internal. Uh, program if you will absolutely and and yeah and and it can easily be done especially when it's like that auto responder working 
we can work with that very directly to correct that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now, if you don't mind, can you repeat what you said to me or the, the question about if they've tried a lot of things? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let me elaborate on this for a second because I think it's a valid point that you bring up. As you go through this process of you know, working on the on the underlying causes that are responsible for the anxiety, your situation starts to improve and you're less and less anxious. And all of a sudden you get, you know, you get massively anxious again. Then, you know, a response could be, oh my God, it's back. Oh no, I'll never overcome it. And I've had this many times in the past because when you're in it, it feels so intense that you're like, uh, you know, I'm I'm stuck again. Um, however, as you said, that's just another another layer of the onion or another uh, piece of the software that needs to be updated and another opportunity to heal, so to speak. Is that what I is, uh, are we on the same page with that, Sophia? Or yeah, ab- absolutely. And again, Sebastian, it's important for everybody to remember that everybody's experience on a personal level is is very unique because all our life experiences are very unique and the way that we take them in, the way we process them or don't process them because we don't have the proper support system or for a number of other reasons. Um, but yeah, it's, it's typically it's, it's there or else it's just our body or, or mind remembering something else. Um, it's just another aspect that hasn't been dealt with yet. And, and if you don't mind, the, the, the thing I would say to people when they go through that, too, is that I suggest to people uh, not only that allowing yourself to feel the feelings, uh, honor where you find yourself, but when you can start keeping track of your, your progress, um, whether it's an EFT notebook or a, a journal in general, but when you hit those spots where you're like, oh, my God, it's back, or oh, my God, I'm having a setback, uh, what is wrong with me, why can't I get over this? If you can go back to those notes and acknowledge how far you've come, reminding yourself uh, a lot of times can be very uplifting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and when that doesn't do the trick, and you get frustrated, you know, turn, crank on some tunes, go for a walk, do something that will distract you uh, f- from that so that you can bring yourself back to uh, a, truly a place of, of gratitude for the progress that you've made, seeing that. And it's okay to get angry, and it's okay to feel disappointed. Because I think that's another big mistake that a lot of people make. They get angry because they're angry, or they get discouraged because they're angry. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's okay to feel all those things. It's a natural part of the process. You just know you can you can overcome whatever is there. And to repeat what I said, when when someone cannot seem to overcome it, you know, they perceive that they're really stuck, and they try to tapping. And uh, even other, even that doesn't work. Then, what could be common causes of that? Again, it's it's going to be different for each individual. Mm-hmm. But that um, the a, a reversal of fear, 
there's a there's a need if you it's that old thing of we can't see the forest for the trees and it's it's definitely time to have someone who can look from the outside in to to help us get there um a lot of times the fear of an identity crisis uh, well, it's not the fear of an identity crisis, but but that can be going on internally. Some people are aware, who will I be without this? Can't get it right now. How am I going to get it right then? And that's even scarier because I don't remember ever not feeling this way. You can have a multitude of those things going on. There's... Um, there's a lot... Uh, there's, a, there's a multitude of causes, but, but truly, uh, people... There is the the identity crisis is one that that tends to come up whether we're aware of it or not. But if we've got somebody from the outside that can help us, because we can get so lost in that spin and that discomfort that we can't think clearly enough to find it on our own. Mm. So it's it's just impossible. It, it's like you know trying to tell somebody to uh, calm down when their hair is on fire. You know, you just have to, you need to get someone who can help you figure it out, whether it's the identity situation, whether it's that fear that when I, I can't get it right now, how am I going to get it right then? Um, those people who have never honestly felt at ease socially to begin with that can't imagine things being different which starts creating that, who am I and how will I handle everything? Um, again, there, there, these are all things that are easy, well, I say easy, that can be overcome. It's, more easy, it's easier for some people than it is for others. But it is something that can be overcome. And um, sometimes, like what I hear you describe is um, what some people find themselves in. It's like there are so many possible angles that I can uh, go for with myself I see so many uh, you know so many aspects to this problem with social anxiety that I have and you know certain things might be hidden for me that I can't see myself and for these people they probably need to get some outside help so in in when would it be time for someone to get some outside help? What, what, what could you advise on that? Well, I absolutely agree with everything you just said. And I, and I think that any time we are aware that our quality of life isn't where we'd like it to be, that we are avoiding uh, social contact uh, whether it's it's casual or whether it's a, an event, um, when we find that just down on ourselves, and these may sound sound like simple things, but uh, I, I think that the right time to reach out is when the discomfort is there. There is when you you find yourself stuck, you're you're, you're blocked, you don't understand uh, why you find yourself where you are. There is you know knowing that uh, there are compassionate practitioners out there who can absolutely help you through the hurdles, whether it's limiting beliefs or whether it's, uh, you know, whatever it is that's creating the social anxiety, uh, the experience that we've had, that, that those things can be worked through and you can find yourself 
amazingly surprised with the shifts that can happen. And it will relieve so much frustration with trying to figure it out on your own. It's back to that can't see the forest for the trees thing. Mm. We're too lost in, in the emotion and the swamp, so to speak. Yeah. And, yeah. and that, that fear of what's going to happen if I seek help or trying to accomplish something, unfortunately, keeps a lot of people from ever seeking help. Yeah. You know, what that journey is going to be like. And it's going to be too intense or too scary or whatever goes through their minds. But, you know, again, there are some fabulous people out there who know what they're doing. And it's so worthwhile uh, giving it a chance to work for you, knowing that this can be turned around for you. It's, 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 it's an interesting thing that you bring up because um, for some, making that first step of actually reaching out to a specialist or a practitioner or whatever the case might be and and you know admitting hey I actually do have a challenge here that I'm trying to overcome and being vulnerable enough to open up to someone and to really you know go into that exploration of what's going on with you in order to move to the other side it can be something massively scary and that that indeed is something that stops a lot of people from from trying and you know they continue to sit in their you know uncomfortable comfort comfort zone so to speak and um you know things don't move and change they they stay stuck what what can you say to someone um who's 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 in this place to to provide them so comfort, some comfort, what can they expect when they, when they do reach out or how would they reach out to someone? Well, I think that the, the first thing that is really, I, I acknowledge it with my, with my clients and I say it to anybody that I can. I have a, a deep respect for the courage that it takes to, to make that step. And even for those listening in, that's a, a step that's a courageous step, just being here listening. Mm. Because sometimes someone dealing with this, even listening to something like this, is the thought of it is scary. So, you know, yes, it, it requires courage and it takes courage to do the, the work. Um, but I, it's, you will find it worthwhile. And the other thing that is great about uh, EFT in particular is the fact that you don't necessarily have to tell your life story or get into detail. There are so many subtle ways to get to the situation. So if there's a concern about having to talk about things or reveal things that make you uncomfortable, know that there are are gentle and subtle ways to get to those things and clear them. So the process does not have to be horrifying or incredibly painful. And I'm not saying that there can't be or won't be moments where there might not be intense emotion. But for the most part, uh, there are, things can be worked through in a gentle way. And you'll be more than likely amazingly surprised with the, pro- with the progress. The other thing is that being kind and gentle with yourself instead and, and having EFT as a tool that you can work with between sessions, 
that can help you find a, a more calm resolve um, just through day-to-day situations. But just that, that trust in yourself, that one foot in front of the other, um, knowing that you're, you're on the, the track here without having to kind of feel like you've been pulled through a knothole in order to get to the other side. And that those things that you're not comfortable sharing out loud, you don't have to, but you can still overcome the challenges that it creates for you. That's that's why this message needs to get out there. There, uh, like I, I I feel very passionate about this because uh, some of the uh, let's just say um, more traditional techniques that involve forcefully facing your fears and reliving traumas and and other techniques that are helpful to. You know, they're there for a reason. They're they're helpful for some people in certain situations. But I speak from personal experience and from coaching experience. Processing these things and facing your fears can be done in such a, such a far more gentle way. And not just that. Like if it was more gentle, but it wouldn't get you as great results, then you know go for forcefully facing your fears and and the other stuff but it's not it's it's not only more gentle it also gets you far better more profound results so um yeah I would definitely agree, and I think the other thing that's important to say to people who feel the need perhaps to 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 utilize the other techniques. Um, one of the other beautiful things about EFT is that it will blend with just about anything else to reinforce the work that you've done there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nick Ordner um, uh, describes it as a a combination of Western psychology and ancient Chinese medicine, which, which I think is a very good description because you know, you do use all of these great tools from traditional psychology and you add the tapping to it, putting those traditional therapies on steroids, right? Absolutely. Mm, very Absolutely. good. Um, thank you very much for that, Sophia. Let's, um, let's move to the next round, the solutions round. Sophia, can you share with us uh, how you got into contact with with EFT and what it has done for you in your life uh, and and or of your clients? Well, actually, um, I was at a point in my life where I was uh, looking to change some things, add to my toolbox is, that I was using to help other people, and actually stumbled into it uh, by by accident because I was experimenting with a multitude of different techniques to see what felt right, seemed right, uh, and more most importantly, what seemed to be most effective. And during that uh, intense search and experimenting on friends and all of that, uh, I actually had a friend who sent me a, a web page that had like a zillion links on it. And he said, here, I think you're going to find something in here. And I said, yeah, okay, great. So uh, (laughs) I ended up in that research and search and experimentation finding EFT. 
and first experimented on myself and then with, with other people. And, um, and what was your first experience? Oh, the, well, yeah, excuse me. Yeah, the, the thing that was really funny was I'm sitting down and I'm reading this thing and I'm saying, okay, let's see how I can do this. And when I read the, the, the thing about the sore spot, I'm like, come on, I don't have any sore spots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was the first shock where I said, okay. Uh, but I was amazingly surprised uh, because I found, I, I tried it first on just the tension in my body from all the research and lack of sleep and <laughs> what I was experiencing at the time. And I was really, really astonished. It, it made such a big difference that I got excited and went from there and just couldn't get enough of it. Started gobbling up anything I could read, uh, books at that point, because it's been so many years ago, the only... Uh, what Gary had were the uh, VCR tapes, mm-hmm. uh, which I actually have packed away somewhere <laughs> to this day. But yeah, it was uh, it was quite the the journey, and uh, it was obviously more than worthwhile because I was so astonished by what started happening that uh, I've been dedicated to it ever since. Mm-hmm. For people listening, Gary, who she refers to, is uh, Gary Craig, the uh, the founder of EFT, and the sore spot is a spot on the body that, um, in the beginning, mostly was used where people would rub on, um, and this would kind of prepare you for a, a, a tapping round where you would start applying the EFT, and. Um, yeah, that, that's to clarify. And then, Sophia, yeah, for, for, for people who want to make some progress today towards releasing their severe anxiety, what is an action step that you could suggest? I think that a couple of the most important things are that being kind and, and gentle, understanding with, our, with ourselves. And when we hear that critical voice, berating us, uh, you start doubting yourself, telling yourself, start telling yourself that you are absolutely braver and stronger, more powerful and capable than you dare to believe. And just trust that the more frequently you acknowledge it, the truer it becomes. And it's reminding yourself too that um, your, your thoughts do become your reality. Yes, they do indeed. Um, thank you for that, Sophia. Let's move on to the final empowerment round. So, Sophia, to empower people on, on their journey, um, I've got two more quick questions for resources before we say our goodbye. So the first one is, can you share with us a book or a biography, a YouTube video, or any kind of resource that you that, that is empowering and then share why you chose that one? Well, here's what I'm going to suggest. Uh, on my website in the articles section, there is a story that's entitled multiple sclerosis and more and while the title may seem unrelated it's the absolute true story of my hero hank hadley who is referred to as harry in the story because that was before he decided to allow his name to go public Uh, but he him overcoming insurmountable odds 
he was told were insurmountable by everybody around him, but it was physically and emotionally. And it demonstrates that even when uh, we experience what we view as a setback, that that patient persistence definitely pays off. Um, it, it's a remarkable story. Uh, he has now been free of his wheelchair for almost 10 years now hmm. and uh, actually went off of disability, overcame odds that were just, uh, but there was a lot of them. You'll, you'll see it in the story, but because it deals with anxieties as well as the physical issues. And um, it, it's a, it, it's very inspiring. It is something that uh, has actually been translated into multiple languages and is all over the face of the planet. Great. And um, people can find the link to that in the show notes page. Sophia, can you please leave us with where we can find out more about you and then end by sharing your favorite quote with our listeners? I'd be happy to do that. I am very easily found at sophiacare.com, which is S-O-P-H-I-A-C-A-Y-E-R.com. Mm-hmm. And email sophiacare at gmail.com. And I'd be happy to hear from any of you with questions or however I might be able to help you. And I think that an important quote who's where it came from, I honestly can't tell you, but it's one that I think is really important for everybody listening. And that is that embrace the idea that there's really nothing wrong with you. Your body and mind are simply reacting and responding to the things that you've witnessed and endured. Trust that you have the power and the courage to create and enjoy your heart's desires. Wow. Um, I've never heard it, but it's my favorite so far. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much for for being on the show, Sophia. I really appreciate it. And uh, I think this is going to help a lot of people. So thank you very much. Thank you so much for allowing me to be here with you today, Sebastian. You bet. Now you can find all of the things that were mentioned in the podcast, all the resources Sophia gave and everything else on the show notes page. And you can find that at socialanxietysolutions.com forward slash podcast forward slash Sophia. And that's also where you can find all the previous episodes because you can scroll to the previous ones um, using the top navigation on that page. And when you go to my homepage, socialanxietysolutions.com, you will find a an education on how to overcome your social anxiety. My website is structured in such a way that it's really straightforward. There's nothing else that you can do on there than learn how to overcome your social anxiety. So through telling my story of how I overcame my social anxiety and sharing with you the tapping techniques and how to use it and how to apply it, it actually teach it to you over a series of videos, um, you step by step as you 
continue to read and follow the exercises, start to release some of your social anxiety, start to feel more comfortable, start to feel more relaxed and at ease. And you'll find there, um, without needing to sign up for something, you'll find an ebook there called 12 Shortcuts to Social Confidence. And that is based on my five years of solely coaching socially phobic clients, all of the insights, techniques, strategies to shortcut your journey to social confidence are in there. So I hope this has been helpful. Thank you very much for listening. Please share it with someone who might be helped by it. And I look forward to connecting with you next week again. Bye-bye.